I'm a big believer in what's the worst someone can say is no. So I'll always ask or try to do my due diligence. And if it doesn't work out, that's okay. I'll go on to the next one and then it'll work out eventually. Welcome to the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast. I'm Tori Mystic. As a dog mom lifestyle expert, blogger, and business owner, I love talking to other women in the pet industry and sharing their advice with you every week. Sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. In this episode, I am talking to photographer and influencer Corey Chang of Jacks and the Pack. I had so much fun talking to Corey about how she got started with photography. I've admired her photos for so long, and I was really surprised to hear how she got into pet photography. In addition to beautiful dog photos, I really wanted to talk to Corey about a new project that she's working on. She recently started a blog to help people who want to improve their photography or become a content creator. We both agreed that everyone has to start somewhere, and no matter where you are as an influencer or photographer, there is always something you can learn. I've added Corey's blog to the Wear, Wag, Repeat resource guide. If you don't have access to that yet, that's okay. You can get totally free access by just going to wearwagrepeat.com guide. Once you enter your email address there, I will send you a link to a giant Google spreadsheet where I keep track of all the tools, apps, and resources that my guests talk about on this podcast. Corey Chang is a self-taught photographer and newly minted blogger of The Photo Pack. She can be found on Florida's Gulf Coast with her fiance and three dogs, Jax, Haku, and Zoe. She spends most of her time hoping the heat and humidity will become bearable, and when it's not, she's on the beach to cool off and taking in Florida's tangerine sunsets, which you might have seen on her Instagram account, at Jacks on the Pack. With her new blog, Corey is creating a resource for anyone who wants to learn how to create content and photography. Hey, Corey. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? Thank you for good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm. I'm really excited to talk to you. Um, you know, everyone who's listening, go look up Corey's Instagram account because you just you do take like beautiful, like I just think of like cotton candy. Like you just have like you capture colors in a way that. I just don't see because I live in Western Pennsylvania. <laughs> oh, well, I try. I um, I live for color, and it it just makes me so happy to see all of the colors that we get in Florida for our sunsets. And I know not everyone gets them, so I think I I really try to just capture those. Yeah, you're doing like a community mm-hmm. service by sharing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. Color makes you happy. It does. Color yeah. gives you endorphins. Um, so, so I'm kind of curious. I know a lot of people get into Instagram, um, and then they want to improve their photography and kind of go in that order. Other people love photography and they just like kind of organically start an Instagram account for you, which came first, um, your passion for photography or your Instagram account? Um, my Instagram account came first. Yes. I know it's kind of shocking, but, um, I actually started Instagram when we moved into our townhome just to take a picture of the house that we had moved into and it 
the, my Instagram wasn't meant for my dogs at all. So I started posting the dogs when I started following, um, I don't even remember what the accounts are. They're from New York. And I saw that they were hosting contests. And I know as selfish as this sounds, I got into photography to win contests. <laughs> That's, I know it sounds very selfish. And then from there, um, I saw that the dog community on Instagram had tons of gorgeous photos. And it was one of those FOMO things where I wanted to fit in with the cool kids. So I went out, I practiced and tried everything I could to be like the cool kids. Well, so. now you are like the <laughs> cool kid. Um, oh, well, I appreciate it. <laughs> I, I don't think of myself that way though. I do. I do. Um, well, that's so cool. I think that's really relatable. I mean, I don't, I don't enter contests uh, because I'm lazy <laughs> um, and I just like can't keep track of like all the hashtags and the different things. Yeah. So like I never do yeah. that, but, um, but that, that's not a bad reason to get into Instagram and get into being a pet influencer. So yeah, <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's very relatable, yeah. you know, if anything. Um, so, okay. So you're, you're very much like then a self-taught photographer, do you have any tips for people who, who are maybe, you know, where you were back when you started, like they want to be like the cool kids Yeah, <laughs> um, for so, lack of a better term? Like what, what kind of advice do you have? Patience. Mm. You're going to get frustrated with yourself and you're going to want to throw that camera at the wall and be really disappointed in why you can't take photos like everyone else. Because everyone who takes gorgeous photos now started somewhere. They weren't always pretty. So a lot of research and practice, just take the same photo over and over again until it's going to click one day. And when it does, you're just going to take off. I remember like a couple of years ago, I had um, a friend here in Pittsburgh who is an amazing photographer and he didn't know anything about social media. So we decided one day to do like a little swap and I gave him a lesson on Instagram and in exchange, he was going to give me a lesson on my camera. And his lesson was, <laughs> he's like, just use auto because your camera is really smart. It's probably smarter than you are. Like mm -hmm. just use auto. And yeah. I, I was really disappointed <laughs> because yeah. that was the extent of his lesson that he gave me. But, you know, like, what <laughs> do you think about that? Auto is not a bad place to start because if you try to jump into manual, like how, like you will, you'll be upset. Mm -hmm. Your photos will be either black or white if you try manual. So auto is not a bad place to start. And then from auto, you move into your aperture priority, which is your, depth of field and gives you those really creamy blown out backgrounds and it you'll learn what aperture stop and how it affects the background and your subject mm -hmm. um and then from there you move from sh to shutter and then the shutter speed and how a higher shutter affects what the what your subject looks like in movement um and once you understand both of those you'll be able to understand the whole triangle as it's called the exposure light triangle um, because they all play a part into each other. And then you'll be able to make that move into manual. Oh, wow. I've never even heard mm -hmm. of a triangle. So I definitely oh. need to stay <laughs> in auto. <laughs> so yeah, it's it, a lot of playing around. It, it does take a lot of playing around. Um, and I, I actually, I'm lying. I have kind of gone into um, aperture priority 
And mm-hmm. that's kind of where I'm comfortable beyond being an auto. Um, because sometimes, sometimes auto on my, on my camera will make the depth of field even like too, too short maybe, or like too specific where mm-hmm. like only the dog's eyes will be in focus, but their nose yeah. will be blurry or something like yeah. that. So I actually like to kind of, um, back it out a little bit in mm-hmm. the aperture priority. Is that correct? Am I saying that right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know what I'm talking yes. about. I swear. <laughs> um, okay. So like t- speaking of photos, you create such beautiful photos and, you know, a lot of people who want to create beautiful photos of their pets, kind of the place they're trying to get to is to be a pet influencer. Um, and you do do some of that. You are uh, an ambassador for several great brands, um, including mm-hmm. some that both of us, you, you and I both represent. Um, yep. how do you decide who you're going to work with? Um, it's hard because you do get contacted a lot by a variety of companies and you have to see which company is perfect and ideal for your situation and your lifestyle. Um, and kind of what fits in with your beliefs. If you want to feed a certain food or represent a company with their collars. Um, so, you know, I think that a lot of people who are at all levels of being pet influencers get reached out to all the time about like getting free stuff. Um, you know, and that can be so tempting, but like, are there, are there reasons why you wouldn't want to just take free stuff? Yes, because free stuff isn't worth your time. And I shouldn't say that not all free stuff isn't worth your time, but most free stuff isn't worth your time. So, for example, a square bandana is not worth my time that it takes to drive out to a location, take mm-hmm. a photo, get use the treats to get my dogs to be in place, the time it's taking me to be out there, then come all the way back home, offload the photos, edit it, think of a great caption that's going to make the engagement a little bit higher than it normally would for a, very, a clearly obvious collaboration post mm-hmm. and a free cloth sometimes isn't worth it. Um, even sometimes a bag of treats isn't worth it. Um, so, so it's kind of I personal, would, like people kind of yeah. just decide for themselves what's right, worth right. it. Right. And so now I have, I do take free items if I, if it's an item that I really wanted, like, mattresses I've gotten (laughs) I've furnished my all of my bedrooms through Instagram with our mattresses so a king-size mattress is worth my time to set it up and get it lit and edit it and really think of what's going to be perfect for Instagram and the company and their expectations right yeah so it's just kind of about figuring out what it is and so do you usually reply to opportunities when they reach out to you or do you reach out to brands yourself ever both, both. Um, I'll, I'll always respond to a request, even if it's something that I, I'm not going to move forward with. If it's something I'm not interested in, I always let them know, Hey, um, thank you for reaching out. But at this time, I'm not interested. And it keeps that business relationship cordial because if they were to come back down in a couple of months or in a year, and they decide that they would rather do, instead of offering me a free item, for my time, they decided they wanted to pay. I haven't burned that bridge because I was rude saying, oh, well, your free item isn't worth my time and effort. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, it's important to not always say everything that you're thinking. <laughs> right, right, right. Just keep it keep it nice and cordial. And just be matter of fact with them. It's a business relationship. And so I have reached out to companies um, to, to see if they would be interested in a partnership. Um, and some of them say no. A lot of them say no, but that's right. okay. Yeah, well, so. I mean, you kind of got to look at it like on the flip side, like, you know, we say no to a lot of things that we get. So right. when you reach out to people, you have to kind of be prepared to get no's as well. Right. And so I'm a big believer in what's the worst someone can say is no. So right. I'll always ask or try to do my due diligence. And if it doesn't work out, that's okay. I'll go on to the next one and then it'll work out eventually. Yeah. I mean, there's tons of awesome brands and mm -hmm. organizations and stuff out there. Although I love what I do, it would be nice to spend less time working and more time with my dogs. Don't you agree? I always felt like if I could just get my website traffic up, it would open so many doors for me and my business. I used to spend hours posting my links all over the place until last year when I immersed myself in Pinterest and tried all kinds of strategies to grow the traffic I was already getting from my pins. And guess what? In about a year, I was able to grow my site traffic from Pinterest 25 times. More traffic means more consistent sales in my online shop, new email subscribers daily, and now I'm earning income from ads on my blog. It's all about working smarter, not harder. And I'll show you exactly how in my brand new masterclass, Pinterest for Petpreneurs. After you complete this course, you'll have a system to use Pinterest to grow your website traffic, your email list, and your pet industry business. Explore the six lessons and bonus offers at wherewagrepeat.com slash courses. Enroll today so that you can be a part of the live Pinterest profile audits that I'll be doing for students this month. Get all the details at wherewagrepeat.com slash courses. Um, so, okay. So all of this stuff, I, I think people are so interested in like learning how we do what we do and, and what it's like to be a, pen, a pet influencer or how to take great photos or anything like that. Um, and you, the reason why I reached out to you for this episode is because I noticed that you have started to put out some educational resources and you're kind of creating a whole other revenue stream of monetizing your expertise that you have. Um, and that's through the photo pack. So what, mm -hmm. what inspired you to start that? Um, what inspired me is when I started Instagram and my social media journey, there were no resources that even when I would reach out to accounts, it was, everything was so vague and Everything is such a guarded secret on Instagram for whatever reason. Nothing leaves your social circle, circle, sorry, within your, your click on Instagram. And it's really frustrating, even if you, you mean well and you don't want to take someone's clients or their contracts or whatever it is. And you just have a question. It's so vague or it's a go YouTube it. Right. Go search on Pinterest. Um, it's easy. You should understand this. So, or they'll, they'll put it in such a technical term. And if you're so new to the industry, you're like, okay, I guess this isn't for me. Let me just move on because I, clearly 
I'm not going to understand this. So that was my whole goal with it was to kind of put things in an easy to read format and just make it easy for people to move forward with their Instagram past the just taking pretty photos or even just taking pictures with their cell phone and they want to start taking better photos. Yeah. And just make it really approachable. Yeah. Like a safe space. Yeah. I like that. Um, Cause you're right. There, there can be so many like gatekeepers and, yes. and, and people who, you know, don't, who are just like almost threatened <laughs> by yes. asking them for their advice where, yeah. you know, there's, there's a lot of us who just think like we're all in this together and yes, let's help each other out. So, um, so what's your, what's your goal, um, with your audience through the photo pack blog? Yep. So my goal with the photo pack is to become an online resource, um, more, more like a one-stop shop for your Instagram needs, um, whether you're new to Instagram or you're, you've been in the Instagram game for a couple of years and you're just maybe wanting some new insight. Uh, because like I said, everything is so guarded on Instagram. If you were to ask someone, and I'm a huge, like, if you ask any of my friends to say secrets don't make friends, and I, because I can't keep secrets most of the time. I can if it's like super personal, but if it's like a, oh, guys, look, I've, you know, you can make money through this website. I'm sending it to like 50 people. Yeah. I, I can't keep my mouth shut. So, um, so I like to spread the good news and the wealth. So when it comes, especially when it comes to Instagram, because I don't think anything should be so, so guarded, especially when it's all free and everyone has started from the beginning at some point. Yeah. Just, yeah. It's not untouchable. Totally. Well, and I think like, just to be like totally transparent, a lot of people think that I know everything about Instagram because they look and they see, I have 41,000 followers. But Mm -hmm. I, I think what a lot of people don't realize is that I've been staring at that 41,000 number has at, at the, the exact same number for like a year. Like, yeah, <laughs> I have been trying everything I can to get more followers. You know, my likes mm-hmm. are way down. Um, so yeah. even me, you know, who I do have a whole course about Instagram, I do know what I'm talking about to a certain extent, but like, there's always so much to learn and like, I think it's because the rules are always changing and Instagram's always changing. So um, we're all kind of even, you know, everyone has to start somewhere, but even those of us who like you think are way ahead, (laughs) we're not really. Right. Yeah. We're not untouchable. Yeah. You're approachable. Everyone is just a DM away. Yeah. That's the cool thing about Instagram is like, that's why, that's one of the reasons why I love it is just because you know, everyone pretty much has like the same level of access. Um, it's very democratic, you know, everyone's yes. account is basically the same. Um, right. so you can DM anyone. Yep. Everyone's approachable unless they've made it very clear that they're not. Yeah. So, well, some people do put, do not DM me <laughs> Yeah. in their bio. Yeah. And so don't DM don't them. Do you it. probably won't hear back. <laughs> You're right. Right. It's like, they don't want to be friends. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so tell tell us more about um, your dogs. One of the questions that um, I hear from people a lot is that they have multiple dogs, um, but one of their dogs is kind of the star of their Instagram account. Um, that's definitely the case with you. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. How, like, how do you how do you deal with that? Like, you know, do you feel bad not showing the other dogs as much, or why is Jax kind of the star of the show? 
So, first off, have you seen him? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> he's a pretty handsome dude. Yes, I'm just kidding. So, he's, <laughs> he's the most photogenic of the three and the most willing to participate. Um, so, I don't force my dogs to take photos. Um, and... Because if I were to force all three of them to take photos, I'd get really frustrated and that wouldn't make the process fun. And then they would associate um, but my camera and taking photos with a bad time. So, which definitely did happen in the beginning when I would take photos. I would get really frustrated that I wasn't getting this shot in my head. Um, and it would just, I could see that they weren't enjoying it. So it made me stop and realize that I need to really reconsider this because Instagram is going, well, me taking these photos for Instagram is going to affect my relationships with my dogs. So I stopped like forcing it. Um, so Jackson is the most willing to please me. Um, so, and he's the easiest to photograph. If I ask him to sit, he'll sit the first Mm -hmm. time and he'll look at me and he doesn't get distracted. Everything's like, where's mom? So he's always watching me and I can get him to look with his ears up pretty easily. And the photo it only takes us 30 seconds from him sitting down and me taking the photo and we can just go. Um, Haku was the hardest because he's 15 yeah. and he can't see very well. So, and he's very much a, a mama's boy. And so he's a Shih Tzu and he's a lap dog and he very much has to be touching me pretty much as his safe space. I don't know if it's because he just loves me so much or he just doesn't know where he is, but he's the hardest. So if I were to sit him down, he would start walking towards me. Um, so, and then Zoe just doesn't enjoy it at all. So I take her out with me when I take photos with Jackson, but she's always tied to my hip. Oh. And I'm just getting, yes. So she's out with me when I take these photos with Jax, but she's just never in them. But you so. mean like literally you use like a hands-free leash and tie her to you? Yep. Oh, yep. cool. So she's hands-free. And sometimes I have all three of them with me and it's just Jax getting his photo taken. <laughs> Well, it's, he's such a little it's sometimes star. It's the easiest that yeah. way. Yeah. So, but, but I don't, I, I don't have any guilt just showing that it's him because I share Jack, I mean, Haku and Zoe pretty much on my stories a lot. And despite on Instagram, he's not the most affectionate. So Haku and Zoe get a lot of attention at home. Yeah. It's interesting. So, like the dogs behind the photos, um, like not every dog is how they appear in photos. Right, right. So he's friendly and he loves us, but he's very much independent and would be rather off in another room sleeping. He's, yeah, he's not the most affectionate dog. So, well, if he's not working, he's in his trailer having a nap. Yes, yes. Yeah. He's in the green room. (laughs) (laughs) So, yep. That makes total sense. So, um, no hard feelings. So, since you take so many, so many beautiful photos, um, do you have like a favorite? photo that you've ever taken um a favorite photo um I do and right now it's currently my um avatar on Instagram yeah so and it's ironically it's not a beach photo what's what's the story behind it (laughs) so um some friends and I we take an annual trip up north because in Florida we don't get fall foliage so we fake it till we make it and do a trip once a year up north and take photos in the leaves with the dogs. Um, and so part of the group had split off and we were walking around, my fiance and I, and I saw this red bush 
amongst all the other green trees. And I'm like, hmm, I don't know if this is going to work out, but I'm going to try it. So I pushed Jack's, I, I gently placed Jack into the bush. <laughs> With a tree, I always have bribery. Yes, and so I had it's him worth sit, it. And um, the way that the the leaves sat on his face and just covered all but like one eye in his mouth, and he was actually keeping his ears up, it looked just so nice. And we don't get those red colors down here with our foliage, so um, that's probably my favorite as far as like non beach photo. But um, I don't know if I have like a favorite beach photo. No, that's, I mean, that's a good one. I think that like, we kind of love the things that, um, that like we don't usually have around us or kind of like yeah. our favorite things, our favorite right. photos. So, um, so talking about the photo pack, I just want to kind of give people an idea of like what kind of information you're putting out there. So like, what are some of the recent posts that you've done or like tutorials or, um, resources that you've made available? Sure. So, um, my recent blogs have been how to improve your photography immediately and you don't need a fancy camera to do it. And it goes through five ways that you can take a better photo just by changing your lighting and your angles and avoiding certain situations. Um, another one is five things you're doing wrong when taking photos of your dogs, which is very relevant to the dog Instagram community. Um, so, and it touches base on things that you might be doing that are hindering you from taking a photo like some of your favorite accounts. Um, Interesting. Yeah. But I like that so. it's all just like little things, like five five things that you can do yes. better or five yes. things that you're doing wrong. It's not like yes. you need to completely go to school for a year and learn everything. Right. And so I have a pretty short attention span when it comes to reading articles. So if it's a really long one and the information isn't easily laid out, I completely check out. Same yeah. with on Instagram. If people have these long blog posts on their captions, I'm like, I'm not reading this. I'll like it, but I'm not going <laughs> to read it. So but it's time is precious, right? And it is. giving them capacity to read a post that's 3,000 words is not worth it. Yeah. So <laughs> nothing is not worth it, but I don't have the time for it. So, and then um, my most recent ones have been how to monetize your Instagram because that. I get a lot of questions. Um, so all the blog posts are based on frequently asked questions I get individually, either by comments or DM, or that come up in conversation with local photography groups that I meet up with or social media accounts. Um, so the, the most recent ones have been how to monetize your Instagram. The first one is to get your Instagram in money-making health uh, as far as... Ooh. Yes. <laughs> As far as setting up what you like your resume, like your social media kit um, and like the do's and don'ts. So and then the part two of that same blog is where to make the money, because that is probably the number one guarded secret amongst our community is where are people making their money? And I think it's people see it as if I tell person A that I've made um, these paid partnerships with company A over here that they're going to go over there and steal my contract and my ability to make money with them would, which I don't think is like yeah. what's going to happen I at all. Think, it's no. yeah. That's, so that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Oh, so everyone should check that out. Where, where can they go to find these things? So they can find it at 
photographybycory.com. So I do have a photography business and the blog is kind of a subset of that. Um, so I do keep it under that URL. Okay, cool. And <laughs> on Instagram, um, Jack's and the pack and they could go to like your link in bio maybe and, and find you yep, that way. There's, yep. There's a link in there as well. Cool. Well, Corey, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, I, I don't know if everyone's been able to hear Bert and Lucy whining in the background <laughs> the whole time, but they're ready for dinner. And um, <laughs> I guess I can mention they're going to be eating Stella and Chewy's <laughs> because yeah. <laughs> that's one of the brands in full transparency that you and I both work with. So yes. um, they're going to go chow down on their Stella and Chewy's. Um, but it was really fun talking to you um, and and learning everything that you shared. And I hope everyone will go and, and check out your new blog. Well, thank you. And it's been a pleasure talking to you. What did you like most about this episode? Find me on Instagram at teamistic and let me know what intrigued you or what questions you have about starting or growing your own dog inspired business. You can also screenshot this episode and tag me in your stories. I love to see who is listening out there. Some of the best conversations happen after the episode, right? So track me down over on Instagram or join the Wear, Wag, Repeat Labs Facebook group to connect with other dog-obsessed entrepreneurs. And as always, you can find all the links and resources discussed in this episode at wearwagrepeat.com slash podcast. See you back here next week.